Off real fast, <laughs> give <shit laughs> or they're doing wedding films. I can't watch this. Um, I see, I see. But anyway, we're we're covering five wedding films. Count them five, including Father of the Bride, Wedding Singer, Only You, Runaway Bride, and Honeymoon in Vegas. We have a vast array, a bouquet, if you will. <laughs> yes. Of wedding-ish type-ish <laughs> yeah films <laughs> as i watched these i was like wedding uh, wedding 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 there's a wedding um, a wedding is discussed a wedding uh, is discussed mentioned <laughs> i was actually wondering if you were gonna sing do you really want to hurt me do you really want to make do me cry um for the wedding later. singer you, know? you just you just blew blue uh what i was gonna do oh, with her, man. sorry spoilers why is it spoilers it's all right it's all right so let's get into the week of it because we already kind okay. of so <laughs> what is your week richard honeymoon in vegas mine is also honeymoon in vegas you know if it hadn't been i might have called some mental health professionals <laughs> to your home i think you like... need to anyway but i did press <laughs> So, honeymoon in Vegas. What, what's wrong oh. with it? You know, you know, I, I hesitate to say this, but I'm going to say it. Every second that <laughs> Nicolas Cage was on the screen <laughs> made me want to run away and die. Like, well, you know, please, like, I don't use your, your catchphrase of cheese grater on my face. <laughs> um... I don't want to steal that from you, but the <laughs> word definitely crossed my mind. Handed over freely. Um, there are three <laughs> idiots in this film. Mm-hmm. And they're the three leads of this film mm-hmm. are all idiots. Sarah Jessica Parker's character is the least of the three idiots. She's still an idiot. And even she is pretty profoundly stupid mm-hmm. in this in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's a movie about horrible people doing horrible things to each other. And then in the end, it all being okay for two of the three of them. And then the one guy, I guess because... Saunters was, off. Yeah, just saunters never off. Never to be heard from again. Still fabulously wealthy and, you know, and totally not following fine. through with his very right. menacing and threatening plan. Right. Just basically throws in the towel. Okay. Yeah. This movie is playing, creepy. So I guess we're done now. I, I mean, this movie is creepy from the start, <laughs> from, from the word go when Nicolas Cage is talking to his mother and she's like, don't marry anybody else. It's like, who are you, woman? No kidding. And her eyes got all creepy. Oh, yeah. Did you ever see uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure? A um, long, long time ago. Okay, so there's this like great like claymation-type scene where he's in that truck with that weird lady, and she looks at him, and her eyes get right. enormous, and her tongue flies out of her mouth. This is like... Right. <laughs> And she oh, had no CGI or claymation to help. And you're like, whoa. 
But I, you know, you run, and I don't son. fault her because she was just trying to match the cage rage yeah. that was in the room. <laughs> I mean, truly, that man, uh, gosh, he's something else. He, you know, and he's not, he's not always like that. He's and, way and over as the I top. Watched, as I watched this movie, I thought of another film with Nicolas Cage that had my man Sean Connery in it, The Rock. Um, where he punches Nicolas Cage and points a gun at him and hurts him in numerous <laughs> ways and threatens him and gets him under control. You know, he's still out there. He's still crazy, but he, he restrains him. And I feel like they should have just gotten Sean to be there for this movie, doing the same thing behind the scenes. Every time he overacts, just punch him in the face, point a gun at him and be like, listen, Sean. It's time for you to get out there and act like a human being. And then, you know, he probably would have delivered an okay performance, but like he was, <laughs> like, who's he was at 11. Off? Who signed off on this thing? Like, seriously, first yeah, of all, ter- the story is bad. The, <laughs> the, perf- like, and James Kahn, who is a gifted actor, I don't know why he did this. I don't understand it either. But even he wasn't good. He wasn't redemptive either. No. I I love that. I love that that part in the casino where Sarah Jessica Parker's like, you turn me into a whore. Like she literally turns into Nicolas Cage at that moment. And I was like, oh snap. She's she went to the Nicolas Cage school of acting. (laughs) Right there. Right. (laughs) Who did that? Oh my gosh. You know what? I will say, I will say. That because it's so over the top, it probably deserves a cult following. And maybe that's why it's, you know, I guess, quote unquote, still around. Because people like things that are kind of out there. Or I don't want to join that Elvis, cult. Elvis. <laughs> it's got Elvis impersonators in it. Nicholas Cage in himself is like a, a cult personality. Well, like, I mean, that picture, that scene at the very end where they're getting married. And he's in the Elvis costume, right. and all the people in the audience are Elvis dressed. Like that's a, I'd seen that move that shot many times before I ever watched this movie. Like that is an iconic shot. Sure. And like those brief seconds with the Elvis impersonators, like crying in the background as this wedding is happening, <laughs> was I will grant you modestly funny. Modestly fine. But I watched. <laughs> so much awful awful to get to that point you get to those couple of seconds where it was okay um, hold on know, just a minute there, there there is one redemptive part pat morita yes mr miyagi man right yes hawaii yes. in general and mr miyagi playing mahi mahi um which <laughs> don't ask me why i can remember that that was the name of his character i don't even think that that name was spoken but i looked at, i looked up the cast list later so yeah i mean he's in there he plays a very small part does a good job but he man props he, to him. yeah he ate that up too he delivered i loved watching oh. him deliver those lines right so if we could just have had a movie of pat mortita deceiving tourists yes for an hour and a half i i i'm sure. down for that let's let's do it i'd have my honeymoon <laughs> in vegas to watch mr miyagi deliver those lines <laughs> so but yeah really bad 
all around. I, I mean, truly, and I, and I say this, Sarah Jessica Parker of the three leads did the best job with the material that she was given. And I'm not a huge fan. I, I don't dislike her. I'm, I'm neutral. Um, but of the three, but her, her choices in this film are so like, I'm trying to think of another word than stupid because yes know, well it almost was nice. like okay first of all yes uh, all the, the the acting was not good except for Mr. Miyagi but the the characters themselves if they were good they were especially stupid and naive right well and it's like choices were made to move the plot forward rather than choices that were made as an organic part of the characters right like even James Kahn at the end where he starts to turn evil and nasty and like threatening, it makes no sense. Sure. It's, it's the only reason he does it is so that you will accept Nicholas Cage and her getting back together. It's the only reason that he turns nasty is to push that plot point forward. Right. It makes no sense for his character to behave that way. He has no, logical reason to 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 do that um sure yeah except so that it you, just doesn't see ha- that you know not, oh he's nothing that we didn't already know that he's a bad guy right and that he does whatever he wants to get whatever he wants and right when that's when sarah Jessica parker's character starts going against that then you see who he actually is or she sees who he actually is um how she didn't see that before i don't know but right Okay, whatever. And he has to dial it up to eleven for her to see it. I mean, well, this is Nick Cage. He's got to be seen in comparison right. to Cage. <laughs> right. So. <Oy. laughs> now that we've uh, beaten that particular film into the ground, bloody. All right, so on fleek, let's go there. Let's. Um, my fleek is Runaway Bride. Okay, my fleek. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, my on fleek is father of the bride. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and fight. <laughs> All right. So bad, like wanting to to fight you on a, a wedding episode. I don't. Yeah, I don't want. I don't like, want. Do you really want the bride side? Or you, you really want to make me cry? <laughs> <laughs> going back to the wedding singer uh anyway <laughs> runaway bride I, you know i i did not want to like runaway bride i really didn't but dadgummit if i did it's such a throwback movie even for its time it, I, it's 1999 it feels like a much older film um it has this old feel to it. And, you know, the fact that he's a newspaper reporter, um, even in 99, that was like, really, are we going to go there? Um, it's <laughs> It's got this old feel to it, but dang it, the two of them have so much chemistry that it's, it's almost disgusting um, how well they click on screen and how much you can buy it. Um, it's a silly, light funny movie that you you can't really take seriously on the one hand 
But on the other hand, it has this really good, like, growth and progression for her character in particular, where she she realizes that she does not have an identity that she knows. She has an identity, but she hasn't figured it out. So, of course, you're going to say, Richard, you got into this film and liked it because there's psychology in there. And you're right. <laughs> It's got psychology in it. It's speaking of psychology. He got in my head right there. Um, Like she, she has to stop and really get to understand who she is and know and appreciate who she is so that then she can go forward and have a relationship. That's the way that she wants it and a wedding. That's the way that she wants it. And he has to meet her on her terms as opposed to her bending to the terms of every man that she comes across and not every movie gives a person that much opportunity to explore character that way and to to grow and change in that way and that's the whole point but this one really does that uh and this genre especially is guilty of glossing over things like that or making it silly and histrionic when there's a real thing that's going on there. And it did make her silly. I mean, the, the jokey running out of the wedding every time, um, you know, there's humor there, but there's a real thing going on under there too. And it's very relatable. I can't tell you how many people I have met and I have said either in my head or directly to that person, you are doing a runaway bride. You are conforming to the, the ideas of other people and letting them shape your personality as opposed to developing and maintaining your own personality in a situation. And so, yeah, I like this movie. It has a great supporting cast to so many people who at that point maybe weren't big, but then went on to be big. Plus Gary Marshall's directing it. And this is in his wheelhouse. He knows how to do this stuff. Yeah. Um, It's great. So it's good. It's good stuff. I like it. I like it. I'm not going to knock anything on it. I like it too. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to knock it because you were like, okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I time time period wise, I feel like it was on the at the end of its type of films, like oh yeah, on its last leg, and right. so to me. In my mind, it's not as strong as a lot of other films of its type. However, I do like the questions. I do like the psychology of the film. And I'll give you that. And if that's your argument, I'm not going to fault you on that. I'm really not. All right. Um, and I, Julia Roberts, hello. She's she's wonderful. She's magnetic. And Richard Dear, Richard Dear, Dear Richard Gear, <laughs> Richard Gear did a great job um also uh rita wilson and oh what's that jo- uh, uh her husband i love that guy he pops up in right. movies and i'm the like guy oh, who's yes, in every gary marshall movie that, guy, that guy's there i love him yeah yeah him all right so i chose father of the bride and i feel like you could reasonably runaway bride to me is iconic because julia roberts is in it and she's you know Effervescent and Richard Gere amazing. And his hair. Yes, 
but it's also the reunion of those two who did pretty woman. And that was iconography. Um, that was, and so the, um, you know, the chemistry, I feel like potentially you could say, well, it's left over from pretty woman. I mean, those two work, they work together. They do. Um, to me, Julia Roberts star shines brighter than Richard Gere, but that's just me. Um, anyway, why am I saying that? Oh, I was talking about iconography. So father, the bride to me, that's it. Because in terms of a film that depicts a wedding, Mm-hmm. this this one did it with the most heart it did it the the simplest um in a relatable way there was good character acting from some folks uh, martin short specifically bd wong and steve martin who ugh, just he is wonderful i love watching steve martin and Diane Keaton and Steve Martin and Diane Keaton together are a match made in heaven. And uh, the, for the time period, especially the two of them together are breath of fresh air. And you, you love watching them together because there's such great star power, but, um, and chemistry. Um, but also just because of who they are and their characters and how relatable they are. And this poor guy, um, I mean, he's just, he's watching his little girl slip away right in front of him. <laughs> and she goes off and marries this, you know, this scary guy from this really wealthy family. Um, to me, I, I find it to be like up there with like, while you were sleeping and 13 going on 30 in terms of heart. Cause there's just a handful of films in my mind. They're just like that. That's got so much heart in it. You just cannot help, but love it and just be in there with it. And those movies do it for me. And so does this one. So, and I'll, I'll also say this technically was a remake of the 1950s version. And lots of people have the opinion that this version is not the best version of father of the bride. There have also have been versions after this version, which is yes. 1990, something like this. 2022. <laughs> they just came out with one Warner. this past this year or this past year with Andy Garcia. I have not seen it yet. Have you? I seen have it? not seen it. Um, I I'm willing to watch it. Sure, me too. I have not seen it. Um, so I had not seen this movie in a long time, um, and I sat down to watch it. And I, and I assumed that it would be my number one for all of the reasons that you just said. But, and, and your, your statements are, are not invalid in the sense that from an emotional standpoint, I feel that. <laughs> Thank you for right. that. I praise your statements are not invalid. <laughs> what do you want me to say? They are invalid. I want me to attack you. Um, no, so like zero, it zeroes it out from the, <laughs> what you're talking about with the emotions, that part of it was very much a relatable thing. Um, you know, the feeling of losing a child to the progression and growth of their life. Um, you know, those kinds of feelings and emotionally, uh, yes, agree. The things that did not jive for me, um, I did not find this movie relatable in terms of 
um, the financial realm that these people existed in. Oh yeah, that's when cool. when well, he walks into their time house. And, <laughs> when he walks into their house and talks about how much nicer their house is than his, and then I see his house, I'm like, it is nicer than yours, because yours looks pretty daggum nice. Because yours is also looks, nice. Because they could afford that like $250,000 wedding or however much it was. Right. Crazy. You know, and, and the amount of money that's spent on the wedding and, and, on, and so like when I, when she looks at him and does the $2,000 cake or whatever it is, I look at that and I go. Well, that's a product no, of its time. I mean, for sure. But. But I, I, I'm like, there's not a snowball chance in hell that my child would get that cake from. <laughs> like, it would not happen. You pay it. You, you yeah. making that cake yourself? <laughs> Damn right. I mean, and and when like they're like, oh, we need a wedding coordinator. I'm, like, <laughs> yeah, sure you do. <laughs> like all of these things that, and it's it, and to me that is i can't relate to that i can't um okay you're i don't on the grasp right that level of of wealth quite frankly that's going on there and that's so i did feel that's relatable to me I, I i agree but like that's that created some level of disconnect for me because of just the sheer opulence of what was going on um you know when that is over the top i i'll give you that for sure but it does shine the light on the wedding industry and what it's right. like. Cause when you throw a wedding, it costs some money, like right. big bucks. And how many, I mean, how many wedding movies and shows depict people throwing these crazy lavish affairs? Right. Like where do you and gloss over the price from right. no joke. Say yes to the dress. How are you spending that much money on a dress? I don't understand. Right. What do you do for a living? Um, the other part for me was Steve Martin is a very capable, he's a great actor and he's, he is good at doing drama. He's capable of that. And he's also obviously a very funny human being. And physical comedy is awesome. With physical comedy. I never, I don't, the only parts that I laughed in this film were the parts that had Martin Short in them. Because Martin Short is doing some well <laughs> truly insane accent. Over the top, yeah. Yeah. Like and and like that is that was funny. Well like, I don't I chuckled at that. But Steve Martin like him sneaking around the in-laws house and getting attacked by dogs and falling into the pool. And and all that's and climbing down and the, the, the rafters and the hot dog scene. Don't forget the hot dog bun scene in the store. Right, got thrown in jail. And and I don't think stuff. that needs to be. I I think the fact that they tapped a comedian to play this role, the point was not the comedy. No, the, and and I wish that they had been brave enough to not to take the comedy out because I do think there's a place for comedy but the the comedy that they had was so heightened when the rest of the movie tonally I I don't know for me it felt like it was trying to to make it funny it was really pushing for the funny in these scenes and I don't think that 
he's gifted enough <gasps> that you don't have to push to that absurd was, place. I don't think it was pushing. I feel I it feel like pushing. I feel like not to me. I I feel like the comedy is in the openness of the relationship ships and earnestness between husband and wife, between Steve Martin and Diane Keaton and how like, you know, like that felt real to me. And the the humor that's generated, um, you know, just again, relatability, that to me is is talking about the relationships between Steve Martin and his daughter and, you know, having this idea and this ideal of what his relationship with her was going to be like when she returned from her big old trip and then having that dream right. smashed. I mean, that's not right. funny, but it kind of is funny no. when you watch it. Um, it's, it's charming like, and it's, uh, it's cute. Sure, but there's a little humor in that. And I there think- is, but but there's it's a sprinkle of humor, right? Right. This is not this is not, you know, whatever. But like the hot dog there. bun scene is like somebody who's having He's who, who needs to go to a mental institution. He's unhinged right? at that point. He's sure. he's unhinged. And the the climbing and the, the, the dogs and all that stuff too. It's like and then the scene ends and then it just like acts like that would not have completely derailed everything right then and there. Well, it does get brought up later in the film. It does get brought up, but in a very like. Well, I mean, it could have done some damage if those people hadn't been so nice, but they were mm-hmm. nice. And, and, and the other guy was nice. Yeah. I mean, it just, I guess it, it's affected us differently. And the relatability to me has to do with relationships and the heart well, has to do with the relationships. Right. And, and, and all of your points that you made, like I said, they're valid. Um, he's the, the relationship that he has with his wife, where she's trying to be this calming, but also pushing influence where she's kind of moving things forward in the wedding. And at the same time, getting him to try and calm down uh, and the way that their dynamic mirrors the dynamic that his daughter has with her husband, um, you know, it's well done. It's well put together. Uh, it's not me saying that this is an awful film or anything, like, not even close to that. I think it deserves a um, credit for, for being good because it is a good movie, but it's not, it's not Runaway Bride for me. So take okay. it what you will. All right. All right. Well... I'm not throwing the bouquet to you, (laughs) but let's go ahead and (laughs) rank this out of bouquets. Rank this out of bouquets. Now that I've said that, maybe I'll throw my bouquet at you if it hits you in the face. (laughs) Wow. A, I do not require a bouquet. (laughs) B, if you were to throw the bouquet at me, I would catch. I would hope that it would not be in a malevolent spirit. <laughs> I mean, you and Liam, having just done your vows, <laughs> surely you would be in a happy place. Oh, that's bringing it back there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll hand you my bouquet for that. <laughs> he said he's never getting married again, Katrina. I'm there sorry you to go. Tell you. Dashed all my hopes. There's other there's other men on the list. <laughs> there's there's other Liams in the sea. There's a No, there's only one. Okay. 
great. So how many, how many wedding bouquets do you toss? Do you give this one? Do you toss at this bunch of films? Um, I'm going to give it five, maybe five and a half. Ooh, yeah. Mm, tough, tough sell. I'm going to go. Ah, uh, these are so fun though. I'm going to go seven. Okay. I like, understand. They're not like these are not the films that I choose to watch on a normal basis. Me either. Uh, however, for what they are, and you know, just being joyful and happy and celebrating something that you know gets ripped to shreds all too often <laughs> in like real life and on film. I'll take this. I'll take this joy. I'll give you a seven. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> even without Liam Neeson <laughs> didn't even cameo in any of these come on you missed an opportunity there father of the bride you missed an opportunity <laughs> you could have walked on a bought some shoes from Steve Martin <laughs> and I'd be like 10 bravo <laughs> alright there you go